I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Wednesday edition of the program. Buck still on his honeymoon with the lovely Carrie out for the rest of this week. He is somewhere in the South Pacific living it up. I am with you here, Clay Travis, to roll through the stories of the day and help bring a little bit of sanity to an insane world. I hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays, giving you a little bit of a roadmap uh, of where we're headed on the show next hour we're going to dive into this ohio train spill and what exactly is going on there with bill johnson the congressman who represents that area the latest news there uh we will also continue to follow the ongoing crisis surrounding what do we even shoot down uh and why do we still not know what we shot down over the past week or so and what exactly happened there uh we will discuss as it is underway right now nikki haley officially announcing her presidential run joining donald trump as a contender in 2024 who else is going to run how do we assess her viability we'll discuss that as well a lot to get into be taking your calls as well uh also this is a troubling story Dr. Jensen, who was the nominee for Minnesota governor uh, for Republicans, they're trying to take away his medical license. This is a crazy story uh, that I think we need to discuss. Also, New York City sent to the FBI fingerprint data on New York City school teachers who were refusing to get the COVID shot. What in the world was going on there? We will discuss that as well. But yesterday, I teased with you a story that I saw that to me is 
incredibly emblematic of the era in which we live. And in particular, what it represents uh, is the amount of young girls, teenage girls in particular, who are really suffering in today's America. And I, I don't think we are discussing this enough, but this came out of a survey, and I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this is a CDC survey uh, on on youth behavior, and it said 57% of high school girls in the past year experienced persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. And this number, I, I, I couldn't get out of my head, 30% of high school girls seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year. 30%. 57% basically massively depressed. Now, the reality is, teenagers, as you well know, often are fraught with emotions. And the teenage years can be very, very difficult. If you go back and remember your own teenage years, how much time did it seem like passed between, say, when you were a freshman to when you were a senior compared to 2018 to now? And probably, if you're listening to me right now, 2018, you could snap your fingers. It felt like it just was here. And if you're a, uh, and, and that has to do with the telescoping effect of time. When you're younger, that uh, those years are so impressed upon you because you've had relatively few of them. And as you get older, years pass and don't seem to leave as big of a significant mark on your life. That's kind of the way our minds work. But what is going on right now? that 57% of teenage girls are basically suffering from some form of depression and 30% of teenage girls have thought about killing themselves in the past year. And these numbers continue to get worse year after year because we have a baseline upon which we can measure these. And you know where... This is probably not going to stun all of you, but it might stun some of you. Do you know when these rates of suicidal ideation and when these rates of massive depression, particularly among teenage girls, although teenage boys are also impacted, really took off when social media became prevalent in this country? And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because Instagram in particular, which is where a lot of teenage girls spend their time, is even in social media, which is an artificial construct, I've argued for a long time that social media is akin to carnival funhouse mirrors. That's the analogy, the metaphor that I would that I would lay out for you. Where if you've ever been to a carnival and you walk and you stop in front of those fun house mirrors where they can show you and they make you look way fatter than you actually are. They look make you look way skinnier than you actually are. When it shows your body in a non-realistic uh, fashion, 
that's played for laughs. You've probably stood in front of one of those mirrors before. But when we use those mirrors, which is basically social media, as a representation of how we should behave, oh, you're not at all super skinny, but that's what it looks like in the mirror, and so you adjust your diet because of it. Or you think, well, maybe I'm not actually uh, uh, you know, needing to pay attention to what I eat. Uh, it, it, it's a really terrifying metaphor because the feedback that you're getting from that mirror is wildly unhealthy for you if you take it in a serious way. And I think, unfortunately, what has happened, and it is impacting young people more than anybody else, which I have a theory on as well, I think what has happened is those artificial funhouse mirror distortions are lodged now in teenage brains, and it's leading to a profound sense of purposelessness and unhappiness that's connected with that. And my theory is this is the people that are most fertile to embrace the woke virus which has run rampant throughout this country since social media came into effect. This is a big picture idea that I want to share with you. If you are feeling intensely unhappy and if you are feeling psychologically unwell, you are going to project those feelings that you have internally, I really do believe, on the larger country and the world as well. And so the internal strife that you are feeling makes you believe that the country as a whole is also awful. And this is the territory that Democrats are plunging and taking advantage of more so than anyone out there. They have recognized this massive lack of purpose that has taken over in a social media age and they have weaponized it by telling all these young people your country is awful your country is sick your country is not a story of righteousness america is founded on evil and venality and therefore you cannot support anything in america And if you think about that, the woke virus is taking over in these young people because they're so profoundly unhappy with their own self and their self-image in the world because of what they're seeing reflected on social media. And I think it's particularly pernicious on Instagram. I want to open up phone calls, and and I want to hear from parents and grandparents about this. And also, if by chance you're a young person in your teens, maybe you're out of school today, in your 20s, I'd be curious to hear about the impact as well, because in addition to giving you an artificial version of the real world on social media, it's also giving you, I think in particular for girls, the people who are most popular on Instagram, this is not going to stun you, are incredibly good looking, and they have all the latest fashion, and they have all the latest clothes, and they are popular almost entirely on a cosmetic basis. 
not for what they say primarily, not even necessarily for what they do, but almost entirely for how they look. And what I would suggest to you is, while you might say, well, that's not uncommon, you know, we've had Playboy for a long time, we've had Maxim Magazine back in the day, what I would suggest to you, though, is that there used to be a relative handful of people who were somewhat famous. You know, the Pamela Andersons of the world, that era. Instead of mass fame, now we have a lot of small-level fame. The best-looking girl in a high school. The best-looking girl in a sorority. And those people become very famous for their looks in those small social circles. And their lifestyle and the way that they carry themselves is making all these other girls who are not as good-looking, who may not be as self-confident, it's making them wildly unhappy in their own lives. Because you might have not, you might have known that the, the captain of the cheerleading squad was really ha- was really popular in 1984 and 1994, but you didn't see her posting bikini pics every day on your social media feeds. And there are lots of interesting discussions about what should happen, what could happen. And I don't claim to be an expert on this. I've got three boys. One teenager, one about to be a teenager. They seem to spend their time on social media in a very different way. I don't have girls. They sit around on social media and watch Madden videos. Right? How do I play Fortnite better? I'm not sure that that's super healthy, but I don't think it reflects upon their own self-image in the way that's happening for teenage girls. And I think that may explain why the desire to commit suicide, for instance, is wildly higher among girls and also why they're much more unhappy than boys. I don't think social media is particularly healthy for anyone. Uh, But I do think that for young girls, it's probably the least healthy of all. And how do we fix this? It's a big topic, big discussion. Senator Josh Hawley, who may join us later in this uh, week, he's instituted a bill that would ban anyone younger than 16 from using social media because the brains are so young, because people are not ready for that opportunity. I can see the logic there. We don't let 13-year-olds drive cars. Why should we let them have social media account now kids can still lie i want to have a big discussion about this i want to hear from you guys out there as well i think this is among the most serious issues that is facing our country right now and i don't think it's talked about enough even though i bet many of you out there are sensing this feel it and see it in your own existence in your own families I'm curious what all of you would think about this. 800-282-2882. How does it get solved? Because right now, every single day, it seems to me it's getting worse, not getting better. If you own a business, life's been anything but easy. If your business has five or more employees made it through COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not a loan, no payback. It's just a refund of your taxes. 
How do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. They're tax attorneys, specialists, little-known payroll tax refund program. They do all the work. No charges up front. Just share a percentage of the cash they get back with you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those that took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales. Teams at GetRefund.com already returned over $3 billion to businesses. They can help you as well. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, answer a few questions. Payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. No risk, high reward. GetRefunds.com. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back in, Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Uh, I hope all of you are having a fantastic post Valentine's Day spectacular here. Want to encourage you if you heard yesterday's show. 
where he went after the Brookings Institute, New York Times. I'm assuming that we have not yet heard from our New York Times critic, who uh, I bet will have no time to come on the show either. But best way you can respond when the show gets attacked, and I mean this honestly, is go subscribe to the podcast. Because the more people who are downloading and subscribing to the podcast, the harder it is for us to be hidden in all of those referral rankings and everything else that is so important to the growth of this show. Rush 30 Years did a tremendous job of speaking to all of you. Coming up on Friday is the two-year anniversary of his passing. The audio space is evolving so rapidly in real time that simply relying on, and we love them all, our 450 affiliates out there to be able to reach all of the audience, it doesn't work like it did in the 1980s, the 1990s, and the early 2000s. We need mass distribution on so many different levels to win as many battles as we can right now in a country that's desperately fighting them. It means a lot for you to search out Clay Travis, to search out Buck Sexton, and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast as well. So we thank all of you, regardless of how you're listening. Now, I'm opening up the show talking about this sort of purposelessness that seems to have taken over in the country that is leading to massive levels of unhappiness and distorted sense of reality in so many young people out there. And how do you handle it? What should happen? We're talking about age limits because the government is becoming aware of this crisis that is playing out in slow motion in many ways across this country. And I think the government idea of instituting uh, age limits makes a lot of sense. The problem with all of this is, and I'm sure many of you have experienced it, your kids are way smarter at figuring out ways to use social media than you are at keeping them from using social media. Uh, We won't let, for instance, my 15-year-old be active on social media. His mom puts limits on his phone. He's not able to, to go to all these different apps. He complains about it to a certain extent. He's also smart enough to get around some of those safeguards. So what is the appropriate way to handle it? Because you also don't want kids to be totally bereft of uh, interaction with their friends. But I think all this ties in because in this social media era, they're not actually going out and doing things on the same level that you or I would have. For instance, I saw a study the other day. You know, most kids when they turn 16 don't even try and get their driver's license anymore. When you or me turned 16, that was the pathway to freedom. Everybody wanted pretty much to go out and get their driver's license immediately Kids are so fearful and so hung up on their phones these days that they won't even go out and interact face-to-face like they used to. It's wild to think about. Going to talk about this a little bit more in the context of COVID and what that might have done as well. But I want to tell you, Tunnel the Towers Foundation's building a let-us-do-good village in Land O'Lakes, Florida. First of its kind, community of about 100 homes for Tunnel the Towers program recipients. A Gold Star family, the Thorntons, moved in first. Danielle is a widow, and her children, Jalen and Kinsley, lost their husband and dad, Robert, a U.S. Army sergeant. She calls the home a blessing. This way, Gold Star families are surrounded by other Gold Star families, and you are making it happen. Thanks to the Foundation's promise to do good and never forget. 
Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. Join Buck and me in donating $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. A lot of you wanting to weigh in. In fact, blowing me up, I was just going through social media and email, and I, I think this is hitting on a topic that many of you are experiencing out there um, in, in terms of this social media impact. And I'm citing this Wall Street Journal article that I was reading yesterday. I mentioned it on the show. Uh, 30% of teenage girls say they seriously considered attempting suicide last year. 30 percent almost one in every three 57 percent said they experienced persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness i think covid certainly impacted and accelerated some of this uh feelings taking kids out of school keeping them away from peers convincing them that they were under mortal peril from a virus that bore them no threat at all as I've said for a long time, your kid is more likely to die riding to school with you in the car than they ever were from COVID. Yet, all of that conspiring with the rise of social media. And we got a lot of people who want to weigh in. Uh, let me go to Lisa in Spring Hill, Florida. Lisa, uh, you've been a teacher for 20 years, you say, and you have seen a real shift in the way that kids are behaving. Tell us what you've seen. Hi, Clay. So I was an educator for 20 years, and I still have a large amount of contact with the young adults that I was their teacher. And I've seen just a total shift in the way that they interact with each other, their parents, um, how they are dressing, their behaviors, their social gatherings, everything has been affected by all of this. And I see them being very dark in their appearance, you know, beautiful colors and beautiful ways of dressing are not apparent anymore for any of the, either of the genders. And I also see that this has had such a huge impact on how they think of their self, even regarding their sexuality. And um, it's very sad and depressing. I am also a mom of three boys that I raised by myself, and I see how this has impacted them and their interactions with mostly the females that are very aggressive in pursuing them. And I see it just total shift change in all of the interactions with all of the young people I'm involved with. Thanks for the call. You know, oftentimes the impact of technology is far more significant and, 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 and immediate than our understanding of what that impact is going to be. And I don't think it's coincidental that America has been racked by tumult and it's almost completely connected, in my opinion, to the rise of this new social media phenomenon. And I think we're just starting to understand how it is changing human behavior in a very substantial way. It's risen the anecdote, right? Something that is not representative of what usually happens 
into the driving force of public policy, for instance. The George Floyd incident was awful to watch on video. It wasn't, however, representative of how most people interact with the police on a daily basis. The reason it was newsworthy was because it was so rare. But then social media demands that you respond to this rare anecdotal incident and you create new systems that oftentimes are destroying the underlying basis upon which they were created, i.e. defund the police. Police officer may do something bad. We just saw it with Tyree Nichols. It doesn't mean all police officers are bad. Or that by responding to that anecdotal video and changing things, you actually may be creating a recipe for far more awful things to occur. We would be far better off, I think, if we did less to respond to social media instead of more. Ryan in Houston, you've got three daughters, and you said the first one was so impacted by social media, it impacted you how you handled the two younger ones. Yeah, Clay, thanks for, for bringing this to your platform and everyone's attention because, you know, unfortunately as a parent, I had to, you know, kind of learn the hard way. You know, our oldest uh, 10 years ago was, was growing up in her preteens and the, you know, advent of social media and smartphone popularity. And it, it led to some really severe mental health issues, self-harming. and When, when uh, did they start yeah. with her? What age was she when you noticed that, that maybe her behavior was changing as it was associated with social media? Well, I mean, we let her have it in middle school, which is 11, 12, 13-year-old, you know, that age group. Yep. And, and it, it was an immediate impact, and, and it caused us to change the way that we raised our next two daughters and, and, and hopefully learn from our own mistakes and and they haven't had those challenges because what did you change? How did you change the first daughter's uh, the, the the things that happened for her in a negative way caused you to do what for daughters two and three? So so we became more engaged in in their interest in social media when we did allow them to have social. We didn't have allow them to have it until after they were thirteen, and yeah. we actually you know became we, we had our own TikTok accounts, Twitter accounts, Snapchat accounts. We told them if you're on it, we're on it. We're on. We're following you. And then we have conversations about it. We know what's trending. We know what's out there. We just became better, you know, more educated as parents so that we could get ahead of anything that, that could negatively impact them. And it's really made a big difference in, in our in our second and third daughter's lives. So, so, thank you so, so much for everybody out there who is, who is listening to us right now, I know a lot of parents are busy. Certainly, I'd put that myself and my wife in that camp. For you, it was something where if they're going to be on social media, you had to be there as well as a parent sort of aggressively policing, for lack of a better way to phrase it, what their behavior was on social media. Absolutely. And have open conversations about it. Be open to being engaged in that part of their life and, and, and not have them have to hide it. You know, that's when we get in trouble as parents. We don't know what's going on. And they feel like they have, the kids feel like they have to hide it. And it just leads them down this negative path of, you know, that, that it's hard to get away from. Thank you for the call. And thank you for giving us that story. Stephen in Mesa, Arizona. You're concerned about big government involvement in social media, which certainly I imagine yeah. others are as well. Yeah, you just made that comment about <clears throat> something about legislation being brought up about regulating the age. And, you know, I thought our whole conservative movement was you know, less government control, more. In the OK, but let me people. let me just pause here. I, and I understand that argument. But I mean, I think you would probably acknowledge 
Kids can't get driver's license until 16 years old. That makes sense. Kids can't uh, join the military or graduate from high school typically until they're 18. They reach the age of majority. I think you'd probably agree that makes sense. We could agree or disagree about something like, hey, should the, what should the legal drinking age be? 21 is a bit arbitrary considering you can have a gun and go get shot serving your country overseas and you can't buy a beer here. Uh, but, I mean, there are age restrictions that we put in place because we believe kids are not old enough to handle the responsibilities that come with driving a car, voting for president, or, for instance, buying a beer. I don't think it's crazy to ask the question of whether something that is common to that should also occur for social media. Like your like your previous caller, I think it's more of the parent's responsibility to be involved like you said, when you're on, I'm on. We're following you. We know. Exactly I get it, what's and I, I, I wish. Uh, my concern is that a lot of parents are stretched thin, right? Regardless of what you do on a day-to-day basis, and a lot of parents are not technologically astute, and so you can be a great parent. I really do believe this, and have no idea what your kids are doing on TikTok. I I think there are a lot of great parents out there that right now have kids on TikTok doing things and they have no idea they're on there because the kids are smarter about technology than the parents are. Now, my concern is just I don't think the safeguards are going to be that significant, right? If you go in now and you're 12 and you claim that you're 14 and you get an account, I think you have to be 13 years old to get a Facebook account, if I'm not mistaken. Um I don't know how Facebook regulates and proves that you are, you know, not the age that you're claiming to be. So I agree with my concern. And thank you for the call, by the way. My concern is not with whether government should be involved here. It's whether we can f- come up with rules that are efficient and effective that make sense. Let me give you one. Do you know that there are kids getting raked over the coals every single day for something that they post on social media? when they were 14 or 15 years old, when they become adults. If you're a kid out there and you're listening to me right now and you're about to go to college or you're about to go into the workforce, I would scrub all of your old social media because there's almost nothing that you can gain from it and it creates potential headaches for you. But one thing that I think should be a national policy is, look, you know our general rule as it comes to adolescence, if you commit a crime as a juvenile, The entire reason we have a juvenile justice system is because we believe, based on your youth, that shouldn't follow you for the rest of your life. I bet there are people listening to us right now who did incredibly stupid, maybe even criminal things, when you were 15 years old, when you were 16 years old. That then gets completely erased, unless you're tried as an adult, and that's a different conversation. And typically, if you're tried as an adult for a crime, it would mean that the crime is very, very severe. And you have to be waived into an adult court. But most 15 and 16-year-old crimes are not that significant in the grand scheme of things. Maybe you were dumb and you stole something from a convenience store and you got caught. Maybe you uh, were out and you and some other 16-year-old kid got into a fight and it was dumb. And then they led to uh, some sort of an arrest. You kind of get the sense for what a teenage kid could get in trouble for. We cut off your responsibility for those crimes when you become an adult. You know how often kids are getting in trouble now, not getting admitted to colleges, not getting 
jobs, losing opportunities because of things they did before they were 18. Let me just float at least one idea that I would like to see. How about we treat social media idiocy? If your kid is out there singing along to a rap song and there's a uh, there's a, a racial slur in it, does that really mean that kid shouldn't be able to go to college? Because that's happening now where kids are losing their college uh, admissions because they sing along to rap songs in a TikTok video. We need to have adults making adult decisions, but we also need, I think, nationwide parameters for what should be existing with social media. And I think later this week, uh, we're going to have a good conversation with Senator Josh Hawley about this. By the way, appreciate all of you hanging out with us uh, and having this conversation because I do think it's a really significant one that isn't discussed enough uh, in the uh, larger context out there and is super, super important for so many of you, not just with your kids, but with your grandkids. And by the way, grandparents, I think these are conversations you can have with your grandkids too. You may not understand all of social media, but understanding consequences is a big part of not just parenting, but also grandparenting aunts, uncles, a lot of other people out there too. And I'm thinking about larger family construct here. My family grew up in Tennessee. Mom grew up down in Chattanooga. Happens to be where Legacy Box is based. Legacy Box exists to try to preserve your family memories forever. You might remember that camcorder. You might remember the old slides. My dad has old slide reel that he puts out, a carousel to show all the old pictures that he's taken. Uh, how about all those family vacations, all those weddings, all of those incredible family memories that are done on film or tape that may be rapidly aging? Legacy Box will preserve these family memories forever by taking your old pictures, your old VCR tapes, your old experiences as a family and digitally transferring them to last forever. It's super easy. Need to take care of this. Valentine's Day was yesterday. How about a Valentine's Day gift for your entire family a little bit after the holiday? Legacybox.com slash Clay to obtain a great discount off their regular prices. That's Legacybox.com slash Clay. Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm. The natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. 
And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Let me hit a couple more of these calls. Uh, callers have been fantastic. Uh, Connie in Miami. Uh, we're discussing the rise of social media. You got two teenage boys, and you work in IT, and your husband does as well. What are your thoughts? Hi. Thanks for having me. This topic really resonated with me, and I think when I hear about legislation, um, while there may be, you know, a fit for that in some way, I think, in my opinion, it comes down to the core uh, issue of, you know, the child not being connected. And usually if kids, regardless of any physical attributes, I used to be a, a music teacher years ago, um, regardless of physical attributes, if they have a strong bond with a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, or both, it, it makes a huge difference. And I think over time, you know, I get it. It's really entertaining to give a baby, to give a toddler a gadget, and they're fully entertained, and you can focus on whatever you need to focus. But I think over time, and especially due to COVID, the level of, you know, human, lack of human connections is, is crazy. And, and, you know, as you were talking about the article, nobody posts, you know, uh, in social media bad moments. They're just highlighting the best moments, which may yep. or may not be indicative of their life as, as it is. So to, to me, it's not so much about regulating at what age. So I think some of that may be appropriate. But and, and this is also not a critical comment on parents at all. I know, you know, it's a difficult job. It's a difficult task. But it's making time, making purposeful time. I have to tell you that when I received cards yesterday from my boys for Valentine's Day, they brought me to tears 
because they highlighted the time I take with them, you know, how I'm involved in, in every, you know, in their schooling and, and everything. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. But I think if, if a kid has knows that their parent is right there, has their back, I think the amount of depressed kids, kids on the verge of suicide, which is, you know, super distressing and alarming, um, would be much lower. I, I Thank think you for the call. Focus more. Thank you. No, I think that's a lot. I, th- I think one thing that she hit that I that I think needs to be hammered home is that social media is a highlight reel. And a lot of kids, if your lives don't feel like there's very many highlights, you are looking at the best moments of somebody else's life while you're sitting by yourself in your room and you are thinking to yourself, man, my life sucks. Well, actually, it's a curated highlight reel that you're watching. And I think that's hard for 13 and 14 and 15-year-old kids to understand. I also think it's omnipresent because whereas you or I back in the day, you had a phone call, you could talk to a friend or maybe one or more friends on the phone in the evening when you weren't in school, when you were home by yourself. Now the immediate default is I'm going to get on social media and look at what everybody else is doing and it creates an enormous sense, I think, of... Of, of, of worthlessness and again I think there are just a lot of kids without purpose and my big thesis would be that that's where the world as it pertains to the woke society up next Dr. Scott Jensen Minnesota I'm Jack Armstrong he's Joe Getty we're the Armstrong and Getty show we cover the stories the mainstream media ignores the stories that are important to your life and important to the world the election of course the many trials of Donald Trump couple of wars gender bending madness why are kids looking at so much social media and we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on but we do it without the left-wing media spin listen to Armstrong and Getty on demand on America's number one podcast network iHeart open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty show to start listening more than a movie is back with season two I'm your host Alex Fumero and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the Godfather Andy Garcia he has the smarts of Vito the temper of Sonny the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 